Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hey Ash. Hi Mel. <laughs> We're back. We are back. It is week four. Yes. Welcome. I can't believe it's been a whole month of overly oversharing my our dating lives <laughs> and telling people advice that is questionable at best. Completely unprofessional and questionable, but well-intentioned. Well-intentioned. And that's really what matters, right? I mean... It doesn't matter what you're saying if the intention is good. I don't think anyone thinks that. That's not a thing in life. I can think of a myriad of times that would be not a good idea. How has your week been, Mel? Um, so I actually had a it's such a wild week. I love how all the information that I share in this podcast is like two weeks delayed for people listening. Like you think like this is now two weeks in the past, probably, from what is actually happening in my life now. But that's okay because that, that makes it fun. So yes. I just had like such a funny uh, I had one of those ones where you go out with somebody, right? So I went on this date with this guy and um almost immediately I felt like nah. You know when you just walk yeah. into a date and you just feel this like I can just there's no like I, I don't like to go on about the spark too much which is the whole episode we could talk about. Mm. But there is something to be said about like when you first meet someone on a date and you can feel a vibe or not. And I just like, and usually I don't feel like I have the whole vibe at the beginning from the first high, but there's something, you know, and this was just like, I couldn't feel anything. I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a thing, but I was like, I'll give it a go. And he was really funny. So we still had a really good conversation and stuff. And we had this whole date thing. And, and then there were just like, it just wasn't, a thing it, it wasn't and then it. it was like little things like okay and i don't this is again probably an entire episode that we could talk about but he's vegan which is so fine but then i sometimes think depending on your level of veganism and how passionate you are about being a vegan it's almost like you need to find someone that has similar values to you in that space and i felt like there was that energy with us like like i'm not you, vegan you are like the complete you a pub steak is like your death row meal. I know, literally. I, ne- I don't think I've ever seen you eat a meal without meat on it. <laughs> I feel like when he was like vegan, I was like, this is interesting because I am literally Greek and lamb is like Life. 90% of our meals. <laughs> but he was really nice about it. Like he wasn't being like intense about it or anything. It was more that I could tell it was quite important to him. It was a lot to do with ethics and how he perceives the world Mm. and then it just almost made it even more like there wasn't a vibe so anyway the point being the date was fine everything was fine date over still had a good time and then I sort of like well you know when you just hope the person just disappears like you're kind of hoping that they both of you understood the unwritten law of attraction and yes yes and you're like please please but then I got a text from him and then I kind of replied and I or, like, I can tell when I'm not into someone when I'm like replying like six hours later because I'm such a like bang, 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 like I'm always on my phone all yep. the time. And then I replied and then um, he sent me a message that was kind of a bit like, oh, he sent another message back and I forgot to reply to that for days. And then I got this nah, message. If you forget. I know. Nah. It's, that's the sure, the sure sign for me at least. Yeah. Anyway, so then he, I get this message that's like something along the lines of, hey, like, cool um you know all good thanks so much for um 
thanks for making me remember that dating can be fun. Take care. Well, he wrote take care with a peace sign, which I feel is a bit passag, to be honest. You're like, Ash is looking at me like, that's so nice. And I'm like, this is really passive aggressive. But then I feel like I owed him the text, right? Yes. Which I hate sending the text, but I also feel like... Wait, what did the text say, though? My text. Yeah. Wait, so did he send the text technically first? He sent the take care with the peace sign, like... Which means I'm out. We're not going to go on another date. Yeah, he basically was was saying, cool, got the message, um, see you later vibe. And then I felt mean for not having replied. Because this is the thing, right, is that when you have a dating podcast, you then feel more like you have to be not a shit person in the dating world. Yeah. And, you know obviously one of the things I most hate is people just like ghosting you or like fading out as we've already talked about. So I was like, fuck, I've really got to like, I probably owe this guy something to say. This is had a really at. good time not feeling it. Yeah. And so I'm like, Ugh. and it like took me like an hour to like come up with the text. I hate Kate. My sister used to have like in her a, notes? a copy paste one that she would send to dudes. It was like wild and it was just like perfectly written. I'm here for like this. Like McText, you know. <laughs> I, I've received that McText. I know. Yeah. The McText. And so I hadn't sent one for ages. So I was like, fuck. So I just said like, hey, um, sorry, I should have replied. That was rude of me. Um, I had a really fun time. But if I'm honest, I probably wasn't feeling the spark. Um, and that was it. And he never replied. Okay. Which was great because once I had a guy like get mad at me. For saying that. And I'm like, now you can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, you can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's better, I think, when you... I mean, you know, you probably didn't have to necessarily. Like, you could have left it there, but it's nice to be a good human in the world. Well, I think it's just nice to put closure on something small like that because I think if he hadn't texted me or anything, I could have just drifted off. And to be honest, if it was me after one date and the guy just didn't reply, I would have been like, like what happened with um, not saying names. But when I got my whole week of no texting, I just was like, cool, that's over then. That's fine. Yeah. You know? And like, you just don't, you just write it off after you don't hear from them for a few days. Yeah, people aren't complicated. If someone wants yeah. to talk to you, they will just talk to you. Mm. You will hear from them if yeah. they want to talk to you. But I guess it's that kind of, it almost sounded like he'd been out of the dating game for a while. So he was sort of didn't get trying it. to do it very clean. Mm. And I was like, respect for doing it that way because it's nice when you can just tie a bow on that and push it out to sea oh, yeah. and set it on fire. Yeah, love to see that on <laughs> like fire. Like dead people in the Middle Ages apparently. <laughs> What was that called? Like a pyre. Yeah, like just just set fire to that dating experience and push it out to sea. <laughs> bye bye dating experience. <laughs> bye bye. But anyway, like um, that's me. What's going on with you? Well, this week I moved house. Yes, which was very interesting because I've been living with um, my housemates Mitch and Maddie in Bondi for two and a half years, nearly three years. And they decided they wanted to, you know, just do their couple thing and not be a trio anymore. You know, I looked at all the share house options and it was just, you know, five young professionals who love a wine in their own space. Mm. And I just, just nothing clicked. So I decided to get my own place. But what was very interesting is how like shocked people were that I wasn't just going to move in to Clatch's place. Yeah. So most people said, oh, you're moving in with your man. I said, mm. no, we've only been like seeing each other six, seven months. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, a bit early. Slow no, down. Slow down. So, um, you know, 
went and found a little studio and signed a 12-month lease and it's kind of, I guess, pumped the brakes on that by like legal signing of documents. Yes, love to legally sign documents that help me pump my emotional brakes. Exactly. So (laughs) um, it was just quite interesting how people assume that you would move in with a partner Mm. after that long. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear if anyone has moved in with a partner really early how it worked out yeah well because that's the thing is it's like such a personal choice but i also think that it's almost like the same with the like why haven't you had babies yet or why haven't you gotten married yet or any of those questions about like when you don't have any context of like that relationship like what if you were like a nervous person Mm. and you just you know plodding along with your relationship with clatch and just doing it slowly so that you didn't overwhelm yourself and like doing a new thing here and then someone's like why aren't you moving in with him and you're like oh my god am I supposed to be moving in with yes. him Is, does this make our relationship bad does it make it good does it and it's like no that's such bullshit it's all noise and it's just like do what feels right for you and and this does feel right yeah so yes I've moved this week and legal signing of documents yeah slowed things down so that's me this week and we were talking I was talking to Ash about how because she, she like I saw her video wise last night because we recorded a very special episode that's coming up over Zoom, and I was like, "Did you feel weird and emotional in your house?" And she's like, "Yes, I did last night because it's like <laughs> and I was, I'm alone. I always get that feeling that when I move, like, like what is this house? And you wake up in the morning and you're like, where the fuck am I? How, where is this? <laughs> yeah. And you wait, I kept waking up in the night and then started like looking up the history of the area just to see like if there was ghosts or like if they had a lot of spiders because I'm really nervous about if I have to kill a spider on my own. And yep. just the mind wanders, friends, at 2am. It <laughs> truly does. Spiders, inner city, Sydney types. Yeah, literally that's me on Google. So, um, you know, my sister actually lived in Elizabeth Bay and her, her apartment block was this beautiful like art deco thing. And I remember once we were like, oh, let's look it up. And we looked it up and it was like fucking haunted or something. There was something going on. Like it was a murder happened there or something. We were like, well, fuck. Why did we look this up? What? Mm. Okay. Maybe I need to pump the brakes on the 2 a.m. Google searches (laughs) and just go back to looking for like perfect mid-waist black bikini bottoms. (laughs) That's so much better because then in the morning you've bought 10 pairs for $500 and you're like, why did I do this? (laughs) I'm so bleary-eyed. I've literally had deliveries turn up like since lockdown. I think there's been so many more midnight purchases and I've had things turn up and I'm like, when did I buy this jacket? Like who bought this jacket? <laughs> and what is our episode today? Oh, now? yes. What okay. are we talking about Instead today? We're going completely off topic. Classic us. So we were sort of like, okay, well, we've done like, you know, a lot of date related stuff and early dating stuff. And then we thought, let's do something that is more about the long game. Oh, yeah. It can be the short game, but it can also be the long game. And I have lots of thoughts on this. Um, We're talking about the ick, which originated, I think the term originated at babe.net, which used to be a website. It was a pretty good website. That's now defunct. Well, they broke that. uh, Aziz Ansari's thing. Yeah. So that was their... Claim to fame. Yes, but they were just generally like a women's lifestyle site. And they, you know, like it was like a controversial site, but had some really good articles. And I remember reading it on there and I really disagreed with their take on it, which we'll get into in a minute. Because Mel also wrote her own take on it uh, not so long ago. Yeah, so when I was working at Pedestrian, in response to that article, I wrote an article about how I think the ick is bullshit, which... I do stand by, but it's with 
it's like bull, it, the ick is bullshit, but then there's a little star and it's like but, T's and C's, click here. <laughs> but also can you explain to everyone what the ick is for those yeah, okay, who don't fair. know? So the ick is basically when you're dating somebody and you could be with them for, you could go on a few dates with them. You could be with them for a couple of months. You could be with them for like a year or two years or You could have years. five kids. You could have 20 kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you're just like repulsed by them and you don't oh. like, you're just literally so off put by them. Everything they do is annoying. Is, is annoying or like unsexual. You don't want to have sex with them. You don't want to touch them. You don't want you're them to run for the hills basically. And it apparently, well, like it is something that is widely discussed in dating. But also when I wrote that story, I had so many people message me who were like, I've been with my boyfriend for two years. I've been with my boyfriend for five years. I've been with my girlfriend for 10 years or whatever. And I felt this and I hear you because my thing was, are we putting too much uh, meaning into a feeling and not digging deeper as to why we feel that way? Yes, yes. And your argument was that instead of just being like, uh, uh, yuck, I've got the ick, run, you should be unpacking it. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had the ick? Like what's your take on the ick? Well, I have had the ick before, but usually it's been like really early in the piece. Yeah. So when I start to notice little things about someone after, you know, four or five dates that really annoy me, like they're a cheapskate. And then yeah. they, like, it's more like... The ick for me is born out of logistical stuff. Mm. So when I notice like that they can't book a restaurant or they let me pay for everything <laughs> or they like let me pick them up in their car for like date three, like just little things where I'm like, mate, get it together. That really, that frustration stems into the ick. And then I find it really hard to go to bed with someone that night yeah. who can't even book a bloody Uber. It's like, <laughs> mate, this is not it for me. Like, I'm not finding this sexually attractive. You're, like, you're, you're sexually attracted to organizational seriously, capability. <laughs> capability. Like a capable, show me a capable man and I will show you my bra on the floor. Ladies and gents. <laughs> But it's, yeah, that's what I get the ick from. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you are just a child. Like, yuck. Ugh. Yeah. And then I get the ick. And then I don't want to be touched by them. But it usually happens about like, you know, four to five dates in when we start to sort of organize stuff as a bit of a team as yeah. opposed to early in the piece. Yeah. Well, because that, like, that kind of makes sense. Because I think sometimes if you've got like this, this sexual spark or something like chemistry. Yeah it can cloud you in that way of going like this guy's so like this person's so hot or like um i just want to like rip all their clothes off or like i'm having a really nice time because they're really funny or whatever mm. but you're not like looking anything deeper beyond the surface level of what is attractive to, about them to you and then as you get into it and like you're doing normal life shit obviously you're going to start seeing the other elements to them which is like you know like for me I probably am like very Christmassy at first. Mm-hmm. I'm an extremely sparkly person. So it's like, whoa. And so it's like, if either guys hate that shit or they're like obsessed I'm with it, it. Yeah. they're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, but then that quickly can turn into like super fucking annoying, too muchy talky in energizer, the morning. <laughs> yeah, energizer bunny. And they're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, pipe down. And you're like, yeah, but then you know, they're like, looking at you annoyed and you're like what have I done you're like I did nothing except wake you up at six in the morning saying that I want to go to breakfast sorry about it <laughs> I'm kidding 
<laughs> I did have a deal with Mel, an ex this though. Is Mel. I had a deal with an ex where I was like, because I'm such a morning person, like I'm up at seven. Yeah. Like the go. latest I would get up is nine. That's like after a big night. So I'm like up. And then once I'm up, I'm like, I'm ready to go. What are we doing? Let's go. And um, I do have a history of ending up with dudes that are like night owls and sleep in. Ugh. And I had a deal with an ex once where it was like, you're not allowed to wake me up till 10 a.m. He was like, okay, here's the compromise is that you let me sleep till 10, but then you can wake me up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because I was up always at eight and he would prefer to sleep until like midday. So we found like this time in the middle that was like the sweet spot of like compromising between when he would like to get up versus when I would like to get up. See, what do you even do? Like... Clash sleeps until 8.30 on the weekend yeah. and I literally get Pilates memberships near his house because we don't live near each other. So I have something to do in the morning. Yeah. Because I wake up at 5.20 and I'll be like, you know, reading books about pioneer Australian women <laughs> <laughs> and going off to my Pilates class and getting a coffee and sleeping. Yeah, totally. It's I such feel a like waste of time. I, when I've been like in more like really comfortable in relationships, then I'm just like, well, I'm going to go and play video games on your comp- on your TV for like five hours then. Like one of my boyfriends years ago didn't wake up till 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Yeah, no, this was like, this was in my mid 20s when I just accepted everything in life. And 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 you're like, that's fine, baby. You just, you've had a big week of doing fuck all. You rest. You rest your tired, weary bones. Really big week of stacking t shirts. It's fine. But I started playing his video game. So I would go downstairs and like. You were a dream girl. Well, no, I wasn't because I started playing his video game and then he got annoyed because I went ahead so many levels. That he'd missed, you know, we can all see how toxic that relationship was, can't we? Look, yeah. <laughs> but I would think that girls who play video games, ding, ding, ding. I, well, yeah, that you think that, but then they just get protective of their game. Oh, <sighs> men. Why are, <laughs> why like are you? This? Why are men? Um, but anyway, going back to the ick, this has nothing yes. to do with the ick. The Sorry. point being is like when I have, when I felt it is out of nowhere Mm. so uh, your ick to me sounds like when you are getting to know somebody and then you start to encounter the deeper layers to them and it's not aligning with what you're about and you're like ew you went from being really hot on this surface level to like as I got deeper I realized that actually we do not align at all and I'm not into you Ick. Yeah. Enter here. Yeah. And I think that is ick for a lot of people. I do think that is the ick. But my ick was very anxiety born. And like yeah. I went through so much therapy trying to get to the bottom of it. And still I haven't gotten to the bottom of it entirely. But mine is like I will run headfirst into relationships. So I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this guy. And then I just keep dating them. Then I'm seeing them like five times a week or some shit. And then suddenly they're my boyfriend. And then I'm like, oh, my God all of a sudden I'm just completely repulsed by you for no reason at all. Like I go, yeah. like I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near you. I want to run away and I want to hide in a, like, like a hermit for the rest of my life and never see you again. Yeah. And I was like, that's not normal thinking. Like that's not rational. Like you can't go from like being so into somebody to suddenly being completely off them. Repulsed. In, in a night. Right. Yeah. And I kind of, it's not like I dis I would discount that feeling because I think that sometimes you can feel that way and it's just that you maybe weren't thinking deeply about how you actually felt about them or whatever but I just kind of feel like to sit with it is what 
I feel is more important rather than go, I've got the ick. That means this is over. It's not right. Run. See you later. Bye. Like, yeah. here's all your shit in a box. <laughs> oh, my God. You just described me. I know. You're like, here's this photo that we took. <laughs> literally. <it's- laughs> Delete everything off my Instagram. <laughs> totally. <laughs> There's no trace of you. I was literally saying this the other day that I, my Instagram feed. Looks like you've been single since 2004. Yes, yes because every time I break up with someone, I'm like, get Archive. these photos out of my feed. Goodbye. And so like, they're just constantly like, there's a boyfriend, then they disappeared. Then there's a boyfriend that disappeared. And so my whole feed is now just single male out and about. Just traveling the world, loving life. Um, but anyway, so my thing was like the, the concept of someone going, oh my God, I just have this feeling and I'm just going to act on this feeling doesn't feel like a rational way to behave. It feels like, what is this feeling? I'm just going to sit with it for a few days, see if it passes. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to like analyze why I'm feeling this way. And maybe I'm also going to go talk to a, a psychologist because if you really liked that person... And then you suddenly felt like this. Why throw the whole thing out just because you suddenly had a feeling? Why not go and just explore it? And maybe, sure, maybe that feeling was warranted and actually at the end of the day you just weren't that into them. And that's okay too. But like... It's interesting you bring up psychologists, sorry mm. to interrupt Mel, because I, um, with an ex, we, I was getting like the ick with them and then we started to see someone and then she w- said, you know, we, this will either, you will either decide now, like, through this process whether you're together or you're not yeah there's that's as simple as that but you often think of going and seeing someone about relationships when we're in our you know 20s and early 30s as weird and like for old people going through divorces in their 50s but it's not necessarily i think if you do want to be with someone and you want to work out it seeing someone is a really good idea totally if you're feeling icky i feel like my 20s like obviously i've only had my 20s and being 10 and like a few years and of my now. 30s but like my 20s were fucking hard work man like oh, yeah. I feel like I know myself a lot better now than I used to mm-hmm. and and now I look back on it and I'm like why didn't I like yeah think that was fine to go and like see someone you know take this two-year relationship and go together and actually talk to someone who can dissect what we're going through mm-hmm. since we both fucking don't know what we're doing in our lives at all totally you know? get a responsible adult on the job <laughs> like we're just babies like throwing toys at each other being like Meh. literally like, yes it's so strange but yeah and i think like okay look if you've gone on a few dates with somebody and you get the ick, i like whatever do what you want i personally am like give things a proper shot yeah you do good and so i'll kind of i'm not really one to go oh i feel the ick. i'm just going to throw that thing away i'll probably give it another couple of dates see if the feeling changes Mm -hmm. you know but especially if you've been in a longer relationship and you really liked this person and you're having a really good time and then suddenly it changes like just it's fine to just wait and not make a decision straight away it's fine to just have the shitty feelings and go there's shitty feelings here and that's okay and I'm going to just sit with them and process them and maybe they'll pass. And if they don't pass, I'm going to deal with them. But that's okay. Like, I think we think we ha- we feel something because relationships are so based on emotions. Like, I love you or I'm having such a good time with you or like it's heightened. Mm-hmm. Everything's heightened. We think that any emotion needs to be addressed immediately and taken very literally. And it's like, no, mate. Like, at the end of the day, a good relationship is this constant calm 
foundation of enjoying each other's time for the most part and feeling comfortable and then all that other shit on top is just like noise that sometimes feels good and sometimes feels bad and sometimes it does mean something and sometimes it just doesn't and that's another thing is you sometimes you can pinpoint the ick the moment that it happens but oftentimes you can't it's like you know how when you have that day and you wake up on and both sides of the bed feel wrong and you're like stuff today it's gonna be the worst day ever i hate it i hate today i hate everything yeah and you just get that in your head and then for the rest of the day what happens shit happens it's the worst day ever because you woke up thinking that in that headspace whereas i think that a lot of the time with relationships can get on top of you as well you start to feel overwhelmed and icky by everything and it just is a knock-on effect instead of saying hang on a minute like what's the crux of this totally if they stopped doing this or gave me more of this we wouldn't be feeling like that yeah or maybe i'm just like sometimes i've literally just been pms or mm-hmm. like I'm just having a hormonal day. And it's so funny how we'll just accept that when it's just our life and it's not to do with a relationship or a partner. And we're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just cranky today. But then when it's in a relationship, we're like, oh, my God, I hate them today. What does that mean? Yeah, like, what does that it mean? mean something? And maybe it just means you're cranky today. Yeah. And you maybe you're having a shit week, shit month. Yeah. You know, give it time. Yeah. I think like at the end of the day, it's not that I – discount the feeling of the ick like i i definitely think it's worth it's not you you shouldn't be ignoring a feeling that you're not attracted to somebody all of a sudden because that is a flag because it can be a flag exactly but it's it's also just not taking it like it means the world at that point in time it's just a feeling if it hangs around then you start to analyze it maybe you go get some adult supervision up in here (laughs) and then get a referee you know and yeah and like I like my last relationship it happened yeah you got the ick didn't you I did yeah I did right right, towards like towards the end like but then like in hindsight if I look at it like the whole time I was up and down to a degree and I think essentially yeah like I got to this point but I sat with it for like a good couple of months to just go wait I'm just gonna see what this means and I think when it it eventually did like feel like the right thing to break up but it felt like I I could almost like I hate talking about your gut because I also find it really hard to get in touch with my gut yeah and so I hate when people go like trust your gut and it's like what the fuck is my gut even saying where is my gut what is my gut there's a lot of voices in here I don't know which one is my gut shout out everyone shout out to those with anxiety disorders yeah it's and that's another thing people say trust your gut but that's really tricky to do when you're dealing with mental ill health and you're like i don't know totally what my gut's saying totally and i think that's why it's like the best advice i've ever got given and this is for all those shitty thoughts that you get when you have anxiety is like I think someone was describing it to me like a highway and it's like there's cars just going past and you're sitting on the side of the road and you're just watching all the cars go past but then you start chasing cars and you're like you're like constantly chasing different cars and the cars are your thoughts and so you're like oh my god I've got to chase that one and then I've got to chase this one and then I've got to chase that one and it's like you don't need to you can just sit there and watch them not every thought needs attention revelation I know right yeah. isn't that the greatest like metaphor ever of I of couldn't ev- I couldn't have even touched that that, that's a good one i mean like i'm always the one just like hanging off cars all the time just like, <laughs> off the back of the bus me. just by the fingertips yeah 
But it, yeah, I think that is another thing is we, yeah, we probably do bandy that term around too much of trust your gut. And when it comes to the ick, it's a bit hard to trust your gut and trust this icky feeling. And then you're like, oh, it, it can leave you pretty befuddled. Yeah, totally. But um, look, I, we're really open to other opinions on the ick because I know there are people that have very strong opinions about it. And I've talked to plenty of people. I've had a lot of people use this story in their podcasts where they yes. then talk about it being... A, a thing that they just think yep that's it and you just cut it's the over. relationship and that's fair too like everyone's got different opinions about shit we're not here to like you know Be give a one right. homogenous view of the world um but we'd love to hear from you you can come into our facebook group jeans and a nice top podcast yes just search it and you'll find it we're all fun in there it's a great time come on and then you can find us on instagram which is jeans and a nice top underscore pod underscore pod there you go and then you can dm us on there or you can email us which is jeans and a nice top dot podcast at gmail.com ash is doing such a better job than me of remembering all of our admin (laughs) also while we're here don't give us any review unless you wanted to give us a five star yeah and leave a nice comment and it helps us out heaps because it, really it gets does. us more notice on Apple, which means we can do more of this. Yeah. And we want to do some more dating and bring some more dating to you guys. So yeah, help to... Maybe one day we end up running our own speed... No, we're never going to do speed dating. It's never happening. Okay. I've changed so my mind. <laughs> I love how we keep offering you guys prizes and speed dating. <laughs> we have nothing to give you except this weekly, weekly beautiful sound to your ears also some solicited advice if you do need some advice on a topic please send us an email with a question and a little uh backstory to the gmail yeah but we will see you next week and it's been great having you guys listen thanks guys bye bye